in the cabbage. Well, let's get it. Test, test, test. Yeah, we're live. Welcome to In the Cabbage. <laughs> this is crazy. This is pretty bananas right now <laughs> that we're actually doing this. I'm Tommy Sweat. Andrew Witt. Please subscribe. Please listen. Please download. Like. And just a reminder. Keep swinging. Welcome back to In the Cabbage. I'm your boy, Tommy Swain. To my right, or your left, Andrew Witt. What up? What up, y'all? We are back. I know. I know. The episodes are delayed. I get it. <laughs> I get it. We had to figure Whoa, it out. Oh, look at this little guy on my leg. Oh, my God. There's a spider in Andrew's leg. Kill him. Kill him. Kill him. <laughs> I kill him. I got him. Damn it. I just washed his pants. <laughs> no, I got him on my hand. Oh, no. All right. It's okay. We're going to restart this. Oh, um, no. It's fine. We let it play. Let it ride. Right. Let it ride. Let, let, let it, it ride, ride, baby. There was a spire who attacked Andrew. I just saved his life. So did you like that? I was playing the damsel in distress. Yeah, you could just hit it yourself. I'm like, he's not. I'm like, there's no chance of getting these daddy long leg guts on these hands over here. Okay. Well, I was like, <laughs> oh, damn. Here it comes. I'm going to slap it for you. Um, he was my <clears> buddy. <throat> he was hanging out with me for a good two seconds there. Oh, for sure. So, yeah, funny story here. Now we're on a tangent. Um, so, we were in Shuttle Lodge, which is in Sisters, Oregon, in like a campsite, remember? Yeah. It's like a. Was that this past year? Yeah. It okay. was in a cap, campground. Um, and there's bugs everywhere. You're in the woods out here. Of right? course. There's big bugs, little bugs. They all suck. But we're in our like little section of the house in the cabin up in the attic. And Alana <clears throat> saw a spider first day she walked in. It was huge. And it crawled behind the vanity mirror. And <laughs> yeah. no one ever saw the spider again. Right. right. We're on the second to last day. Jake and I are hanging out upstairs with Madison and Alana, we're just hanging out, getting ready for bed or whatever. So this dude is just roaming in the in the deep. We dark just depths. assume he's gone. We play we play innocent, right? We're right. like, oh, he's got a little hidey hole. He's gone. He went to the outside world, right? <laughs> so um, Jake and I see the spider, huge, crawl down out from the wood. I see it first, and I'm looking at him, and I'm looking at him, <laughs> and I'm trying to get eye con with eye contact with Jake because either I need to stand up and kill this thing, and if I miss. And I don't show body to somebody. Right. No one's sleeping. No, no, no. Of course So now not. I'm in this game. Can, you, can, can you give me like a rough estimate of size of what we're looking at It's a at big spot. It's like, it's, it's, like a, it's, like it's like a silver a dollar. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's a hefty it's, dog. It's a big spider. It's not fun. It's not a fun <laughs> spider. And <clears throat> so I let Jake know with my eyes. Right. Jake makes eye contact with me. I do the quick glance up three times. He looks up. He sees the spider. <laughs> and now we're in agreeance. <laughs> now we're in a death pact, me and Jake. Right. And um, we so we sit there and we kind of keep looking. And of course, my wife like turns her spidey senses on. She knows. She's, she knows something. She's something's like, up. what are you two doing? And we freeze. Because now, like, we don't know what to do. And um, the spider disappears before oh, no. Madison can, like, get the information out of us. Oh, no. But she's still probing. So now right. the spider's gone. It's in the ag. There's no way we're getting it. So we you, finally... You need to jump on it right then and there. <laughs> so finally, <laughs> uh, Madison gets it out, Jake and I. She tells Alana immediately. 
<laughs> and now me so and now Jake, it's just an absolute wildfire in the place. Yeah, so Jake and I now are on full Spider-Man. Luckily, the thing came down and we were able to stomp it out. I had your boy had to step in for the for the team for the final kill. Yeah. I had to stop him out. Hey, at just, least at least you got it, so then you can rest easy. Yes, yeah, thank oh God. God. So we went to bed on time because that could have been a two and a half hour excursion. Sure, sure. I mean, you're you're pulling <laughs> apart every single pillow, blanket, trying to throw shit up there, trying to scare it out. <laughs> yeah, there's no chance. You're trying to like make a little makeshift ladder to kind of peek up there. Yeah, it right. could have been, been a whole thing. And then um, I guess the first night we were there, there a moth was flying around the room. Okay. And Jake and Alana had to deal with Jesus it. Jesus Christ. And me and Mass and I were dead asleep from driving from California to Oregon. So it was just me and her dead asleep and them trying screaming and laughing, <laughs> trying to kill this moth at like four thirty, five o'clock in the morning. That's rough. What are you doing up that early? They like heard it flying oh, around. Oh god. That's how big it was. See, that's where the fan, you need that white noise. Yeah. Dude, just block all that out. And Play Mass and I stay asleep the whole time this thing gets murdered. But Hendrix is just sitting there staring at them. <laughs> And it's great. But anyway, that's so funny. Um, to kid to, to like continue on this real quickly mm-hmm. because I was playing golf uh, Thursday with you, uh-huh. right? And then Katie calls me. There's a goddamn massive right. moth in the place. <laughs> Update for you on that one. Uh-huh. And she's like, "You gotta like I I love it in one of those situations. It's like, what do you want me to do? I don't I don't know. I'm playing golf right now. I'm I'm, I'm walking and playing right. some golf. I'm like a minimum." 45 minutes because I had to walk back to the car, get in there, obviously come back home. I don't know what you want me to do. And that's also in that situation. not an option. No, I'm it's not, not what they want to hear I'm because not, they're I'm fighting not. for their damn lives in the in whatever, the, in the house. Yeah. Uh, Mass would have to say like uh, a dog's in our apartment. I need your help. It's got to be something very substantial, but a moth... Yeah, that's maybe not, you know, that's not the, uh, that's not going over the edge yet. Right. So anyways, Katie is like fully convinced that this thing is like hiding somewhere, but she cannot find it anywhere. Ripping up all the blankets behind the couch, under the desk, like you name it. She's like going for the full everything. And then, so we get back on Saturday night actually, and we're all hanging out. And, um, (laughs) I think, I think it was Todd and and Katie both saw the damn thing. And it was like three days later. Like, what the fuck was that? Was that (laughs) what it was? Found it. And then luckily, thank goodness, I don't know how you can like, dude, moths never want to fly outside either. They always want us to circle around the lights, you know, do a bunch of them out. (laughs) Those dumb mother. We luckily just kind of just waved it and wafted it out. Nolan actually did this like weird, like little moth dance thing. But anyways, Nolan got out of there. Nolan was our hero. Yep. Straight out the side door. He probably deals with crazy bugs. out. I'm sure he does, dude. He's up in the middle of nowhere nowhere up there in Cali. Yeah. Yeah. Good old Nolan. Um, yeah, man. So this past weekend, Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. Did you do anything fun with the mom? You know what? Um, for the majority part of Mother's Day, I was violently hungover. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just in the worst kind of way. It was not even really like like a six or a seven. It's more of like a nine, 9.5. Where like I'm nauseous a little bit. Whoa. Just so, so brain dead. Just drank for like eight hours because we were celebrating oh actually even more than that it was like 12 dude it was from four to like 3 30 in the morning like dude. 3 30 to three in the morning or something like that dude it was obscenely long but it was a lot of fun so i'm going to back up a little bit because we were also going to jordan and kyle's wedding which was yeah. awesome super fun really cool it was a really well done wedding uh my pops was actually officiating the I wedding heard. How yeah do you do? 
I mean, the man rocked it out of the park, actually. Good for I, Mike Witt, dude. I, I, I Stepping really, out of the comfort zone, really, and really delivering some like a solid message and cracking some jokes, you know, getting everyone hyped up, sentimental. It was like, damn, dude, you really, you know, you were worried about nothing. You know, it's always one of those things. Does Kyle see you close to your dad? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. he grew up, Kyle and I like kind of grew up together right. playing basketball, baseball. So like all those teams were always like very close to one another. We'd always go, you know, watch football at their house. What, like, right. you, you know, I know you, you guys kinda, are close. You kind of name it. So um, that was the whole reason why. And then also my dad is also very close with Larry Malilai and like the Malilai family. Right. He goes over there all the time to hang out. Right, right, right. So... They just kind of naturally said this is the most, you know, first, like the actually just like the most standout person that they would like want to get, um, you know, to be the officiant and getting them married. So anyways, he did well, really fun, really cool, quick ceremony, money. Yeah, Love perfect. that. Love that. It was like quick 10 minute ceremony. Um, we're right in a cocktail hour. And dude, this cocktail hour was actually like two hours long, long cocktail hour. It was fantastic. Mm -hmm. You're not going to love this, but they had a pokey bar great, as appetizers and appetizers floating around too. Great. And they had all the fixings over there and your boy is just throwing down like double whiskeys. Like it's just like it's water on a hot summer day. I mean, they're going down real easy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, dinner was fantastic too. They had everything. It was like they were covering Mexican food. They had poke. They had a beef short rib. Where's this wedding? Bombed Caesar salad. It was over in Orange, actually. Oh, beautiful. So it was a 20-minute Uber ride. Great. And you got to love that, too. Yeah. Um, so we were able to Uber there, Uber back. Or sorry, we rode back with Tot. But, you know, it was just driving distance. So it was great. Um, super bomb food. Great cocktails. You know, we just started drinking at like 3, 3.30. And, you know, you got you to gotta pregame a little bit. You can't right. be going in there dry. Right. And uh, so then, you know, we're just drinking until 3, 4 in the morning. And so it's a good 12-hour drinking sesh of just getting wow. right after it. Yeah, double whiskeys at the wedding is going to do it for you. Right. And then, like, you know, then a cigar. And then I'm sitting down having scotch. And it's just, like, you know, never-ending. But it was super fun. Blast of a wedding. You know, cool. super excited for those two. And they're off to uh, Greece for their honeymoon. Um, really, really cool spot. I would love to go to Greece one day. Yeah. Cousins are out in Greece. It looks unreal. Mm -hmm. Madison's favorite place is in Greece. Like, Santorini? Uh, one of those islands. Um, I is know, it the like, one with all like the white housing and like overlooking sure. like the coast? Or she like, loved you know. Mykonos as well. Mm, okay. Or something like that. Um, but she just loves the Greek islands in general. Um mm -hmm. Exactly. So then that kind of just led me into Sunday of just being a total waste of time till about three thirty, four in the afternoon. Watched the basketball game. Oh yeah. That was not even a game. Blowout. Yikes. Jason Tatum came in and just whapped him. It was unbelievable what he was doing. Yeah. Um, really cool. but then just went over to Chia and Dick's um place over there, like not too far away in Orange. They're like aunts and uncles. Yeah. So just got some like Thai food and just and just hung out. So um, that was kind of nice. my like Saturday, Sunday, dude. What about you? Um, wow. You know, so I went to two different Mother's Days. Went to uh, my mom came over. We we trolled around downtown Tustin and um, she let me know I had some mail. And, uh, you know, the mail was not a pretty sight sometimes. 
I, you know, sometimes the mail's great. Sometimes you get some letters you don't expect, and that's super fun. Most of the time, mail sucks. Yeah, I don't, I don't enjoy getting the mail ever. I don't. It's bills. Right. It's like ads. It's nothing. It's you just throwing it in the trash essentially, and then you just like get the oddball. Hey, you got to pay your AAA insurance. Boom. And you're like, oh my God, this is coming up again. I feel like I just paid right. this damn thing. Or the wedding invite. It's always great in there too. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, and when, remember as a kid, I used to be so jealous. My parents used to get all this mail. He's like, oh my God, I would love to get mail. <laughs> and now you're getting mail. And I don't want And you just mail. don't want it anymore, dude. I'm out. No more mail. <laughs> um, yeah. So one of it was uh, HOA. Oh, Jesus. And Here we're we not go. fans of the HOA right now in the Cabbage Podcast. Andrew just got towed after one of our late night sessions here around 1 a.m. That was devastating. Coming out and realizing, <laughs> and I'm like, wait, what the, is someone, uh, am I a dummy? Like I, I had that moment in my head. Mm. I'm a dumb dumb. I don't know where I parked my car. I was really hoping you were when you called me too. <laughs> I was like, please just be dumb for once just just like be there and you just forgot i'm like dude no it 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 ain't here because i didn't call right away like i checked on no, both sides i'm like am i am i losing it right, right. now <laughs> you don't just say oh my car's not there let me call tommy <laughs> yeah so that was super fun to deal with and expensive and ridiculous so i'm not a fan of our hoa board right now the, the and like the silly thing is is that it's unbelievably expensive to get your car towed for what what are we like what is the point right what is the point i can't park there's plenty of parking spots i come over for three hours right not i mean maybe like on a friday night maybe on a saturday you know Mm. like night sunday what monday night you're gonna tow the car at 10 30 or 11 at night what are we doing right now you're not a hero right (laughs) you're not doing the lord's work i think i know who the lady is too by the way, she's doing this. So anyways, we get, in, we get a letter of our HOA board. I open it thinking it's some like, you know, we're raising your gas prices because people can't use gas properly. It's always something dumb like that. And uh, it was a picture of a shipping label of one of the boxes we didn't break down in the trash, which I get. But the trash here is normally empty. People throw it on top. There's other unopened boxes, but doesn't excuse me. I should undo the box. I get it. To be a good neighbor. But I didn't. I was tired. I was probably throwing trash away late, so suck it. I didn't do it. Right, and then maybe the trash gets picked up on Saturday, and it's Friday, and it's right. empty, and you're like, oh, it's fine. Let's just throw it on in there. Move, move on with my day. And it's a letter from my board saying, like, you're getting a notice under your CC and R's that your trash boxes need to be broken down. So that was fun. Was there, like, a... It's just it's just a warning, though, right? Right. It's just a warning. But the fact of the matter is someone went out of their way to, to take, take a picture, picture right. send it to the HOA right. board, and you're like, again, you're not saving any lives here. And it's, like, some old lady <laughs> who's, like, got the... Think of your typical super snotty, uptight, old white woman mm-hmm. who's lived in this community for too long and wants it to be something... You've got some sick, twisted thoughts about this lady right now, huh? Yeah, you're like, and you're- also, <laughs> we paid an exorbitant of amount of money for this HOA. It, that's another thing, too. What are they doing? What are they charging you for? Right. The, it's not like we got a Japanese garden with right. plethora of koi fish <laughs> and right. fucking... You know, bonsai trees. Right. Oh, we got lawn, we got trees, and we just got hedges. That's it. <laughs> and you don't even water don't, anything. And garages that don't work. And we pay for a new home community. 
they pay typically like 150 to 200 or something like that. And that's okay. with p- new pools, sometimes dog parks, like community that's like actually lush and very green. You're just going to be care. dishing on it. There's a sick number right now. Right. And ours is like 440. Yeah. See, that's just outrageous. And that would, and that's outrageous. Be, and to be honest, like that's some of like an okay price from where I'm seeing around some of these areas. I've seen some because Katie and I are looking on Zillow and whatever, and it's like 625. Right. 670 and you're what like, are we doing what is go what what could you possibly be charging me do i for? have a doorman for the front of my condo and i love how quickly they are to point the finger when you're doing something wrong when nothing fucking works right that's the crazy thing they make point the finger work. make it all work oh my god if you're gonna charge that much money i better be seeing like doves and bunnies like just (laughs) all in the front yard and it it is like an own little like its own little ecosystem this pool over here doesn't work i love our community it's quiet the neighbors are for genuinely like it's an older community but it's nice it's quiet it's what you want now right it's in a nice neighborhood with like some other kids running around in a city we would like to parking be is not an issue unless you don't have a parking permit right. but there's still like plenty of parking right across the street like it's 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 nice it's right off the freeway right so it, it's doable but um and then the other one was a notice for tax delinquency because our escrow Jesus, account dude. didn't pay it on time so mm. i got bang bang both those letters right before i went to go how cocktails yeah, that's that's a that's a tough scene. You're like, yeah. Daddy needs these now. Yeah. <laughs> well, the escrow the escrow account through the mortgage company. It, so, but it's on them though. It's on them. But they're not going to pay it. They haven't responded to me. Yet. I submitted the letter of the day. I can't talk to somebody. I have to like take a picture of the receipt, type out a message, send it to my. It's like the DMV. Mortgage company. Like, we're going to help you when we get to you. You know? Right. So <laughs> those, I have we, to check in and with we them don't, We don't want to help you because we fucked up. Right. It was like a two, $268 add-on. Okay. It's not the end of the world, but still, it's not something you're accounting for in the budget. No. It's not like it's 20 bucks. You're like, okay, fine. Here. Whatever. Right. We already pay for it. So, I mean, I can get real in the weeds about it, but basically, where you buy a home at, at the price and percentage you have to... Um, Sometimes there will be like lump sum charges through loans and terms and stuff like that. So we have to put a certain amount to our taxes through our mortgage company as part of the deal. But anywho, so Mother's Day started off with that. Came back. We had a great time. Walked around downtown Tustin. Went to this place called Morning Lavender and makes like some good coffees. How was was downtown Tustin? I've never really made it. I've been around, driven around it a little bit. It's pretty fun. Good little um, spot. It's fun. It's not like it's not like downtown Costa Mesa, like okay. where there's restaurants and bars everywhere, like fun local. Or like downtown Fullerton, no, Santa, nothing Santa like, Ana. Nothing like that yet. Okay. It's, it's very small, but it's older and it's um there's some nice restaurants for sure. There's like a lot of boutiques. I think it's a very up and coming. Very family, very small business oriented place. A lot of good food, new coffee places. It's Tustin in like 10 or 15 years is going to be unreal. Yeah. Um, I can, oh, that, I, I can before that, that. But anyways, just uh, walked around that, um, got lunch, had awful pasta, mm. which was uh, heartbreaking because like, it tasted just like water and like food coloring. You know what my two dishes that I almost never try to order at restaurants. Mm-hmm. Well, one of them is pasta. I try not to order that because I feel like there's so much that can go wrong. 
even though like it shouldn't be that difficult right like it should be good pasta to make good pasta i feel like you just need a couple of good ingredients and you're and you're and there you're, fine, you're 90 you're yeah you're 90 yeah, percent of the way there a little bit of technique you're good right that and steak for me i usually don't really try to right and i'm with you on that i I like Italian restaurants a lot, so I like trying pastas I normally don't try to see how they're doing yeah. it. Um, it's more of like a kind of like a comp- uh, compare and contrast type of. Vibe. Oh, I see, I see. And they had like a vodka pasta. Legitimately, was just like water, red food coloring. Oh, that's I was tough, like, how do you mess up vodka pasta that bad? Right. Uh, but anyways, it was good. Then hung out with uh, uh, Mrs. Vavrock um, at the. Uh, a restaurant and we had a great time some drinks hanging out that's cool that's a good time good little mother's day you know just not sorry to interject here Mm -hmm. but i just had a little thought i feel like i gotta just say it right now but what or i wish that we had a little bit more collaboration like um, my family just did or like our family just did that this mother's day Uh we're doing one next weekend on katie's side of the family for denise right i just don't like the double dipping i like it's it's a lot the double dipping is a back-to-back weekends are now sacrificed. Well, it's not not necessarily that. I'm just saying, like, going somewhere for brunch and hanging out and then, like, going to a different house. Like, oh, the, the same in the day. same day for me. Yeah. That's where it's really tough. I uh, I don't mind a weekend of it. So, like, Saturday someone does Mother's Day, then Sunday someone does Mother's yeah, Day. Then exactly. I'm cool with sacrificing two days. Totally. I'm there, I'm there with you. But, you know, sometimes on these holidays, Mother's Day, you just got to do it. No, of course, of right. course. Just like Christmas, just like Christmas, Thanksgiving, Christmas or whatever. can be moved easier for me than Mother's Day. True, Christmas because you like, get more time off and stuff like that. Right. right, Mother's Day is like okay. I like I'm not gonna see my mom on Mother's Day, and Madison's not gonna see her mom on Mother's Day. That's like you just gotta do both. So someone's gotta do dinner, and then the other one's gotta do breakfast. That's what it is. Yeah, and I agree though. Like if it, if we're doing this for like, I just hate this. I just hate the part, but the part where you're like, okay, like we need to like we need to go, like, but you don't want to say that. Mm-hmm. That's the awkward part. I don't like that. Like the overlooming, like, hey, we're on the clock. Right. That's what I don't like. There was a rush <laughs> of that for me though on Christmas when I was a kid. I used to <laughs> love it. I used to like love popping in places and staying for like an hour and a half too. Yeah. And then going to like my dad's and then doing an hour at my dad's or two, then the Christmas party and then going to like whatever. But now it's much more regimented, which is actually like way nicer. We get to spend way more time with people. I have to do two parents in one day still, but it is what it is. Um, Moving on to something a little bit more fun. We got some golf coming up this weekend. And Mm. one real great thing is you got your, uh, Brand new putter, buddy. I would love to hear a little yeah, bit more dude. about this putter. I know it's not going to be here for a month. But well, boy, let me let me just get a mental oh. erection here real quick. I gotta watch this video. <laughs> oh, just let the people know what you got. And so, why? Really, really cool. I don't know if I mentioned it on the last pot or not, but my wedding gift that Katie got me mm-hmm. um, is like going for a putter fitting and like getting like a custom putter and like, you know, getting my pick of the litter essentially. Um, if I had that though, I would probably grab something out of like the custom bin, but you know, that gets a little bit outrageous in price. That's actually insane. But we went over to club champion, um, over in Newport on Friday, got to pick out a putter and uh, what a cool process it is, dude! It blew my it blew my mind. It, it putter fitting is super super fun. Um, 
just fitting your clubs in general is a super fun experience with somebody who knows what they're talking about because you can do it yourself. Like you're very knowledgeable at that. Like I, and I get why you do it by yourself because you're just wasting money because you know what you're kind of looking for. I don't, um, and nor do I, like I trust myself. I would always have like this doubt of like, sure. I don't know. You what need I'm the doing. expert there to be like, yo, this is what you should be getting. Here's the right. direction we should be going. And you always got to be, um, you always got to know a bit what you're talking about, though. It always helps. So you can kind of, there's some crookedness out there that can happen. I suggest there's a golf um, digest of like the 50 or 100 best club fitters that get released every year. Um, look for yours in your local area because that fair. will help at least um, like weed out some of the bad processes or do some research, you know, look at reviews, but know what you're kind of talking about. Cause they are salespeople. They're going to, you're going to hit some clubs that maybe look real shiny and fancy, but in reality, they're really not yeah. helping you very much. And I think buying golf clubs anyways, past like 2010, like you probably don't really need a new driver. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of like the statistics of like drivers and iron, well, irons, especially, I mean, like the only th way that make them go farther is basically a little bit more weight, maybe a little bit more forgiveness, but it's true to the loft, basically. Right. Like it's 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 the loft. That, that's how far they go. Um, so, yeah. Uh, anyways, I think that's a good little tip for anyone that is like going to get fit, wants to get fit. Yeah, do your homework for sure. Because you're going to no. spend some pretty, you're going to spend a pretty penny on this. And it's not like you're going to be going in there in the next year and like getting it done. You know, if you're going to go in for a driver fitting, it's going to last your driver hopefully five years, something like that. Unless it like snaps, breaks, whatever irons you can have, you can play those, you can play those bad boys for ten years if you want to, right. 15, 20 years. You know, um, and so this is the one of those things too, like a putter, I feel like it's very like customizable. It's very unique. It's something that you can have or should have for like your entire life if you want to. If you take good care of your putter and you like the look of it, um, you can have that thing in your back. It has a little bit of personality to it. Exactly. You can kind of trick your putter out how you want to. You can do wedges and putters. Irons you don't want to do too much to. Drivers you don't want to do too much to. And yeah, wedges and uh, putters. You can kind of stamp and do all this fun stuff to it. Exactly. It was, so it was really cool. Um, the guy that I got there was super knowledgeable, really funny, energetic. Chris. Yeah, the guy Chris over there at Club mm -hmm. Champion. What a what a re what a really good fitter. You know, we're just like shooting the shit the whole time, talking yeah. golf, talking golf courses. And you he's know. a huge nerd about the golf too, which which you want. You don't want someone who's like it's a nine to five for them. They're clocking it out because it's your passion. You want someone to be passionate with you. And he's like geeking out because the first thing he said to me was, "Hey, that Wolf Creek head cover is looking pretty fresh, dude. How was that course?" Right. And I'm like, "Oh, okay." So he just knows exactly what's going on right here. And I was like, "Oh, we're going like went over there for your bachelor party and played it for that time and blah blah blah." And you know, so like he just gets the ball rolling. The fitter was great, and I didn't even know. Um, I've never seen anything like this before because they hooked me up to like this little like you know GC quad machine, but for putting. Mm -hmm. And so you just data captures whatever seven, eight putting strokes. You know, you get to look at your club path, the way it's launching, spinning, you know, all of like your angles and like, you know, there's a very specific um, launching window, right? Just like a driver would be for like optimal distance. Right. Same thing for putting. 
And so he basically like, you know, this is the reason why you're doing pulling and pushing putts is because your lie angle is a little off. You're feeling like you have to like, you know, close the club face, open it to like make up for the lie angle. You know, you're like actually like not getting a true roll because you're de-lofting the putter at impact, which is, you know, kind of making it skip instead of like, you know, pick itself up out of its little indentation that the golf ball is actually sitting in the grass and making it roll over the top of the grass. Mm -hmm. And so basically it was like, yeah, you know, you might be like, you know, getting kicked offline a quarter of an inch, you know, at the very beginning of the putt. And then it's just doomed from the start, you know, especially if you're putting from a, you know, six, seven feet, you know, that's all it could really take. Um, so anyways, like going, going like in, um, you know, doing all of that, it was, was really fun and cool. I let them know exactly what I was looking for, you know, like what style, you know, toe hang and all this kind of stuff and like which neck would work. So basically it fit me into, um, just like seven or eight putters. I hit them all and I landed on the, uh, bet Nardi. That, and oh we boy. are, and we are a bunch of, oh boy, huh? we're, we're a couple of bet Nardi boys over here. <laughs> That's my boy. That's my boy, Blue. That's just a veteran decision. It's a good one. And you know what? It's funny, too, because at some point, you are going to have to, like, make a decision of looks and feel and, you know, what, like, is really catching your eye versus something that maybe doesn't catch your eye, but you are just draining everything. Right. And then like everything's lining up statistically and it feels really good. We right. just don't like the look of it like that much. I completely agree. And you're like, oh my God, this is so tough. Luckily, I did not have to make that decision. This was like the one that I was like, that really caught my eye. Right. And right when I put it in my hand, I was just draining every single putt. And it was just like the perfect conditions. I could like line it up all the way in the toe, bang a putt in, all the way in a heel bang that like whatever six seven f- foot putt is Unreal. on like an astroturf putting yeah. green mm-hmm. getting the great numbers and everything like that and so i gra- like i grab the uh for anyone that is curious the studio stock bet nardi nine um boy does it look nice and apparently it's fred couples inspired it's like a fred couples design that's, oh, that's, what, that's what chris time. that's what chris was saying i'm like oh that's even better and he was like laying all of these like little you know cherry on tops i'm like dude i'm in let's build the putter yeah i get it <laughs> it's like brand it's like almost you're aligning with a brand as well because everyone's gonna be like oh what you got what's your putter and if you're you're an avid golfer or you like geek out about clubs you know like Oh, he's got a Scotty. Oh, he's got a Bad Nardi. Oh, he likes Ping. Oh, he has Mizuno. And you kind of ask him why. And sometimes you get the people who are like, oh, it's off the shelf or whatever. Mm-hmm. But most of the time it's like, oh, you know, I got a fitting or I just always wanted a Scotty. I love the way they look. And you kind of can start a conversation with it. But Bad Nardi is uh, what Scotty Cameron used to be, would be yes. the way that's I would ex- say. You know is. what? And that's exactly what Chris said as well. Yeah, it's what, so Scotty Cameron used to, and I think they just went back to that recently, is they um, take a full piece of metal and they shave it down yeah. into the putter. But you know what, dude? I hit it. Mm-hmm. Not great. The Even super the select. Ones? Yeah, not great. That's sad. I, it's a real bummer. I don't know. It's not me. Like it, compared to what I picked up with the Betnardi, it just didn't have it for me. You know what right. I mean? It just didn't. It just wasn't. It wasn't there. Maybe I'm just not a good enough golfer. Because maybe not. Because, because all the best golfers in the world play Scotties. But you know what? I picked it up and I picked mm-hmm. up a really nice super select. It wouldn't. It doesn't fit me because it was like too much toe hang. Right. It was like not in my like selection. But I picked up the one that I you know was 
like this looks great, blah, blah, blah. It's the one, it's the style you kind of wanted. Exactly. It's kind of like that bladeish look and then put it down. And I don't know, like it was like the waiting and it felt like just didn't feel as solid. And like the sound was a little like not what I was looking for. I was like, huh. Disappointing. Yeah, a little bit. Did and you... it's not to, not to mention, like, these clubs, they are sexy. Like, they're nice, Scotty Cameron's are. But, right. like, as far as just picking up and, like, you know, when, like, you pick up, like, a really nice tool, that's what I feel like golf clubs are. It's a right. tool, right? So if you, if you can kind of, like, for whatever reason, like, that chef's knife really, like, fits well in my hand for whatever reason, like, that's the goaded one for me. Right. It's kind of like that. It just wasn't my fit. It wasn't your fit. I mean, I love the look of Scotty's. I respect what it is, but... From what I understand, it's what Ben Nardi used to work with Scotty Cameron, and he kind of like spun off and did his own thing. Yep. And um, it's just they're just really doing it right. Like even the custom putters and the marketing is just all my favorite. That's that's awesome, buddy. So um, and also just a little fun thing for you to know as well. So swag, do you know swag putters? I've heard of swag. Putters. Okay, swag is um. I was I showed you one that, that, the one that you have the super crazy looking one, right? Uh maybe that's lab golf that you're that's talking lab about. Golf, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Not that one. So swag is um the one that Fat Perez got a custom putter from Swag. Nice. And um he that was a branch of Betnardi, one of the dudes from Betnardi left and is now doing swag putters. So food for thought. If, Very you're, cool. if you're like in the market or just like, you know, kind of keep a lookout for them. So if you like Betnardi stuff. You know, they could be rolling out some really good, some really good things. I got to hit the swag putter and just, it didn't, they, I think it was maybe too new of a company. They're still maybe trying to work out some of the kinks, but again, wasn't for me. Um, did you try even roll? Yeah. I don't like the sound. I, I can't, I, I didn't love it either, but I, I rolled it the best. Did you? Yeah. I can't get over the sound and like, it lit, I literally will not. I can't pull trigger on something like that. Yeah, I didn't like the sound and the look, even though I probably like very barely to statistically probably better with it. Really? Ben Nardi was number two. There was another company. Um, it's Even Roll and Ben Nardi, Scotty. I can't remember the other company though. Um, Lab Golf was one. And it's another one that's up there. Uh, Cobra's Putter. Yeah, like the, the Supernova or whatever, like yeah. the big like spaceship looking thing. Yeah, uh, spires. What about like. uh, the sick putters? There you go. Was that what sick, it was? Yeah. Okay, sick. I sick. I think I also putted. Oh, actually, it was sick. I putted extremely well with. Mm. Then Ben Nardi and then even roll. Gotcha. I really like sick putters. So you know what's kind of crazy is that, and he was throwing so much information at me. It's almost like it was too much. Like mm -hmm. he was just over overloading me but apparently sick is now companied with mm, and oh i'm no. gonna butcher it and i don't Throw know what it, i don't know what it is whatever it's like toulon or like odyssey and okay. so they they combine so the first one that he, i think that he showed me was a toulon putter and i commented like on you know like the stability shafts and also the sick putter um you like, know like, like the, the, the angled the, face exactly yeah the angled face where like the top Which is totally makes sense. It makes a ton of sense. Right. And I played that one. I think I played that one pretty well. And I was like, and they look good and you could kind of custom make them, but right. that'd be interesting to check out too. So that was, I was, um, that was actually probably number two for me. It was like a so two long and, and then two long, but I don't like this feel and the sound of ben the two just is doing it right, right now. The they feel, really are. 
the putter look. I, I, I can for anyone that is curious now because we're basically jerking off Bettinardi at this uh-huh. point. <laughs> I mean, free shout for Bettinardi. I, I'm obsessed. Go to their website and check out the Hive, or yeah. like go check out their Instagram page. And like, dude, they got some really cool stuff on there. You know, like the Cheshire Cat Monopoly. I mean, they just did a theme with. They'll do crazy things, and you'll be like. I think they just did one that was like their gold series. They released on a whim. It was like a blade. And I swear to God, that was your putter. Yeah, no. It was actually their the 25th anniversary right. putter. And it looked unbelievable. And there's only and it even says one out of two fifty on, on like engraved on the putter. Oh. You're like, oh my God, you're really getting something special here. Right. That, and it was like a thousand dollars. If I had money, I swear to God, I would be I'd collect putters. I truly oh, think yeah. that'd be some hobby I would love to have one day. Um, you already got one right in the other room. I do. I have my <laughs> uh, grandpa's one uh, running around here. But um, speaking of unnecessarily money and spending, okay. <laughs> um, today, John Morant was shown oh, on Instagram toting another gun. Um, <clears throat> I just wanted to touch on this because it's, it's a, such a hot button issue and we're going to talk basketball after this. But... I mean, again, it. I that's. I had Sports Center on today, and like in the background. Oh my god, it was the that was all that was being covered. That was it. It was like all that was on Sports Center. Well, okay, there's so many things you can touch on, on <clears throat> how bad it was. I'm going to touch on a point here that maybe I haven't heard much narrative about. John Morant makes close to thirty million dollars a year. That's more than most businesses' revenue. A thirty to fifty million dollar budget a year for a company they're making, they're bringing that in, is doing well. Yeah, and they have like a full staff and like overhead and like blah blah blah. That's a business. John Morant is a whether he wants to believe it or not, is under contract and is a walking business. He's the CEO of John Morant Inc. Yeah, and to put in representing himself, of representing course. himself and his buddies. And his probably some family members and his shoe deals and his clothing brand and his brand and his Powerade, Nike. They just released a shoe for him. Right. Like, he's his, he is John Morant Inc. He's the CEO of a multi million dollar company. To put it in perspective, Walt Disney, not Walt Disney, sorry, Disneyland Corporation, they pay their CEO $29 million with incentives. You do not see the CEO of Disneyland toting a gun. <laughs> because if he did, He'd be fired instantly. Instantly, yeah. On Instagram Live, dancing with his buddies, and and, the and CEO also, of mind you, John Moran's doing this right after a basketball game, like three hours later. And also, the clip that just came out today was in broad daylight. Right, driving around. Or sorry, yesterday. Yeah, yeah, driving around in his car with his buddies. It's his first issue. It's not his first offense. Also, like find better friends, like. Finding yeah. find guys who aren't going to influence you to make decisions like this. Um, I just find it funny where people are like, you know, I'm reading reports of he should have a right to have a gun. Is he in the state that's legal? Yeah, I'm not saying he shouldn't have a right. But the problem is, is he now is a business. Don't be waving that thing around like a churro, you know, right. like, <laughs> like, what are you doing? Put the holster that bitch. Right. I don't, I mean, it's just. To me, it's it's not a matter of gun like gun issues. Yeah, it is. It's all these things, but I think it boils down to like why is 
why are people so like, what is he doing? Why are these punishments the way they are? It's because he's he is like a CEO of a company and he's yes. toting a gun. So to piggyback on your point here, because you're making a really good mm-hmm. one. And yes, like he is like the face or like one of the faces of basketball and like people can look up to him. And especially if, you know, I heard um, a little segment today where Richard Jefferson was kind of going off on John Morant and they asked him for his analysis. And he said, what analysis? What do you, what do you want me to say? It's wrong. Like I had my kids that were six and eight years old. Daddy, is that, is that John Morant? Is he waving around a gun? Why would he do that? Right. Why would he do that? I, and Richard Jefferson would say, dude, I don't know why he would do that. I don't have an answer for you. It's not smart. And so, again, it's one of those things where it's like you're creating this such a bad image for yourself. And it's your company. And it's your sponsorships. And it's, you know, people are looking up to you because, you know, you're like could be like the next... Michael Jordan for some person that like really likes those your style right. of like basketball and wants to like emulate him. I heard some compliments today from some people saying he was the the only other person they've ever seen what John Morant do is Derek Derek Rose. I would agree with that. Like that's the last yeah. person who's ever been able to do what yeah. he's doing. Mm-hmm. And everyone loved Derek Rose. And he says that, you know, he has that finesse and that game part of his game to him. I'm just saying, dude, like just think of it as it's just you're not it sucks but when you when you're that famous and you're that talented and you want a certain thing in life which is millions of dollars and recognition and being an athlete and being the public eye you have to start carrying yourself as such yeah and this is one of the things that I want to shout out LeBron James for cuz the man ha- I don't I don't think he's ever slipped up he like, miss, he misspeaks and he you know and, and he's really political but like we're not talking like he's not he hasn't had domestic abuse you never heard of him getting arrested you never see him out at nightclubs toting guns with like a bunch of people that he shouldn't be with right or with like a bunch of women like if he is doing that shit he's kept it real under wraps but for the most part like there's no way and, and today, he was in high school in ohio went to school in ohio there's like, also just n- there's also just no way to actually like escape from that if you if he are if he was doing that there's like no way everyone's got right. cameras like everyone's everyone's got phones like that's everyone's gonna just know instantly right he just carry he doesn't have it's just you're you are a different person now when you want these things and you just have to unfortunately grow up really fast mm-hmm. you had, uh, like lebron james was never a normal kid he had never had a normal high school career he got called like the the king or the greatest ever in high school like the king, the next, the next thing. Mm-hmm. And like in high school, how, you know, has yeah, he lived was, up and he was every also, expectation. Yeah. And that, again, that's just like such a hard thing to do because again, all eyes are on you at all times. And you're 17 years old. Like that's wild. Like, you know, you're coming through like high school basketball, your junior year. And like, you are the talk of the entire sports world for basketball. Mm-hmm. The fact that he's like, you know, never had anything going wrong like that. It's just crazy. But like he also went, I heard he went and took classes on how to like, you know, conduct himself in interviews and like how to like, you know, spin questions and like use it to his like advantage and like, you know, boost up his teammates and all that kind of stuff. It's, um, it's just, just awesome. And, I, you know, Joe, I really hope 
he can figure out what's going on and just realize that he's not, he's just not a kid anymore. He's, he's a man. He's a leader of a, he's the leader of a company. He needs a leader of a basketball team. It's time for him to either step into that role or move aside because either the league's going to leave him behind or he's going to get like cut. And teams, teams are going to keep giving him shot because he's really talented. But at some point, those those things run out. And he seems like a competitive person. That's why he's here. That's going to eat away at him. Like, yeah. what if is always going to kill an athlete totally. uh, more than anything else. Agreed. So don't don't leave any what ifs, Ja. Just fucking just be better. Just I, holster that thing. Put it away. Leave it in your room. Whatever. Don't have, let your friends have phones. If they come over to your house, tell them to give you all your phones. Yeah, or just you know, just just stop. Just I guess. stop. <laughs> do you like do, do you like getting thirty million dollars a year? Right. Just like go do something that's like go to travel to Europe. Go do go do some like bring all your boys to Europe with you. Yeah. Go do that. Like I don't know. Just <laughs> like there's other ways. I don't know. Anyways, back to more basketball here. The Lakers and Nugs conference finals. Coming up. Tip-off is tomorrow, and boy, I cannot wait. I've been itching for this right here. And quite frankly, stoked to be here. Wow, what a turnaround. What a turnaround. Rob Polinka, great job. I still don't have full faith in him, to be honest. I think he kind of just pulled magic out of a hat. I really do think he hit. I mean, I think he kind of got lucky, but it's working, so he kept his job. Um, Darwin Ham's um, locker room presence, I feel, is bleeding into the locker room now i'm seeing guys emulate and act like darvin ham have you noticed that like they're very about the business now very yeah. ham like and i'm all for that right there's not much tomfoolery with this Lakers organization i'm all, I'm all right for now. it because um you know historically in the re in the more recent history uh laker just you know laker basketball after kobe kind of lost a little bit of its like you know lack of a better word like just some angst and it's like you know like we're here mm -hmm. and we're the lakers and we're like here to play some basketball and get our shit done and like put on a show right and play with some energy right and uh he's bleeding through that um the the five starters for the lakers from the last game i really enjoy same yeah um but it has to change okay the series can't be the same because we got Jokic, right gordon power forward there's a small Ford. Can never remember his name. Contavious Caldwell Pope. He's a shooting guard. And we have Murray. And there's a a, a three guard that is an absolute shooter. He's like six ten. I can't remember his name. Michael Porter Jr. That a boy. Wow. Just that a boy. Let's go, baby. Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> I love that from you. Either those three guys, Aaron, Michael Porter Jr., and Jokic are all tall. Um, yeah, Michael Porter Jr. is actually shocks me a lot when I when we when I like watch him play basketball. He's it's like 6'10". Like, it's like, whoa, this dude is massive and he is flowing out yeah. there. So you're gonna how have old to, is he? Do you know? Is he like 24, 25? Uh, I think they're on there. 25, okay. 26. Again, just a special young player. He's and solid. You can we can either go two ways with it. We can either go back to our original starting lineup and we get uh Vanderbilt back in there. We absolutely lose all offense from him. Or, which is what I prefer, we put Hachimura in. Yeah. And we have um, Austin, we have Hachimura on uh, Michael Porter Jr. I love that. I think that's a great play. You're going to lose a little bit of size to him, but if Michael Porter Jr. is going to beat you out of Jokic and Murray, 
that's who you're going to lose a series to. Then we can make some adjustments, go Vanderbilt, go defense. We have some options, but I feel like Hachimura earned the start. He's also just shooting 60% behind the three-point line this entire playoff series. And we, I don't, don't know you why want ha- that? I don't know why we haven't seen him more three set up for him. He's the highest percentage three-point player in the playoffs maybe right now. maybe what he's got is perfect right now it's just you know he doesn't he's not a running off screens and firing threes kind of player you know maybe he's just the guy he catches on the wing when lebron drives it through the paint he's just able to knock down like a wide open three great that's his game right and let's I, stick to that but let's just get him more minutes yeah get him more minutes and get him more looks we gotta start going to his side um i think we match up way better with the nuggets than we do the suns yeah, I thought that too, but also just the Nuggets are just really solid. And we're really solid. We are really solid. We are really solid. And their best player is our best player. Yeah, I'm going to be loving this whole Jokic and Anthony Davis matchup here. I think it's going to be one for the ages. It's going to be really fun. It's going to be um, unreal to see. Last time, Anthony Davis hit like a fadeaway three in the bubble to beat the Nuggets mm. in the series with the black Kobe's on. Oh, I would love for them to come out game three or game six. If it's a closeout game, you bring out the black jerseys again. Yeah, that would be they so worn them. I don't sick. think they've worn them all season. I think they almost retired them. But for a closeout game, we come out in the blacks. That's all business, baby. Right. <laughs> if we're, we're getting to a, a must-win game, the blacks come out. Um, the black jerseys. Um, it's really exciting. Um, a huge success of a season. I'm just uh, so happy that we're in a spot where I can keep watching basketball and be into it. Um, I'm, you know, only concern is, is how, if we have to give Jokic points or assists, he can't get both. So yeah, that's you fine. Make him not score. Yeah, I know. But if he's dishing, then everyone's just banking in threes, dude. Yeah, but we can, our defense is good enough to make sure he can't score. Yeah. I'm with that. We gotta let we gotta let Murray try to beat us, or we gotta let um, yeah. It's got Austin Reeves will be on help. We defense. gotta make the should be three time MVP dish out dish the rock. Gotta let him dish the rock. Yeah, we can't let him drop forty points on like and shoot sixty four percent from the field and work he, because, up and down the court because he could do that. I also really want to see, um, I I do want to see us on the offensive end. Yes. Let's start running a bunch of pick and rolls and make Jokic step out and defend a lot, a lot. Because I know how many pick and rolls we love to do. Make that guy just go up and down the court, guarding pick and rolls, stepping out on our shooters, having to crash, you know, like go back down in the lane. You got to make this guy work on both ends. Yeah. We, and you're basically betting this who has a better motor, AD or Jokic. And I would say AD is a better motor. Yeah, he's just more athletic. Like he, so he's just able to just move quicker, I guess. Yeah. You know, at, at any given moment. So and and he's like got a motor. LeBron's size on Jokic as well. I don't mind uh, it. Um, and LeBron's still quick enough to get around Jokic. I feel like he's just Jokic is just gonna shoot over him. So you just it's got to be. I'm AD. talking Le, Jokic D on LeBron. Mm, okay, I like that matchup for us. I do too. Um, and you know what I also heard too is that Mo Bamba. Uh-huh. He actually, I think, had an ankle injury, if I remember correctly, from he listening did. today. And so they're actually saying that he's going to be working his way back into the lineup, potentially. That'd be huge minutes for us if he can get If he could go in there for 12 minutes and just make Jokic's life hell. I, dude, 
go in there, take, take four or five fouls. It doesn't matter. Just yeah. make his life hell and just yeah. grab and just and he's grab that athletic, big boy. Dude, he's seven five. Yeah, he can get he can get under Jokic's skin. Come in here, be be impactful, Mobamba. This is for your contract next season, big man. Get in here. You play well in these in these next whatever amount of games in the conference finals and the finals, and you show out. You will have a contract next yeah, year, guaranteed. 100%. Guaranteed. The, set, the Lakers are looking for a backup center. They want one. They want one young, and they want someone athletic who can keep going. I think Mo Bamba and Anthony Davis would be an amazing one-two punch. Unbelievable, because you don't need much offense anymore. Because we got D'Lo and Reeve. We got a ton of weapons, dude. Right. Tons of weapons. We don't need any offense. We just need boards and physicality in there. Right. Just come in here, do do the job, get the job done for us. So I'm really looking forward to this series, dude. It's going to be a fun <laughs> one. Um, it's a series that makes me worried because the Nuggets look great, but if there's a team that's going to go up against them, I love to see the Lakers in a little bit of a, a run it back series of 2020. Um, predictions? Me too. Um, dude, they got home court advantage. We got to, again, it's going to be, I think if we're going to win this thing, we got to get one of the two at Denver have to. That's what the Lakers love doing. That's what they've done the last two series. That's exactly what they have to do. They have to do it and they have to clean it, clinch it in game six. That's my, that's my prediction for like us winning it i think game one could be extremely important i think game one of the series if we can steal it like we did golden state we got to come out and just punch them right in the mouth then you can take a they kind of i feel like the lakers it's unspoken not thing they're talking about but i think when we've both won the first games of the playoff series we've taken the next game off so we've gone one game that's fine on one we rest the second game essentially (laughs) and we go i mean we win three and four yeah. We go to five. We take in a huge L. Right. Blow them out game six. I, I, that's a great strategy. Like if that if that is an unspoken if that thing. is an unspoken rule because I don't know how Anthony Davis is going game on game off. I don't know if it's now. So first it's, game it's he's tough. probably going to be on fire. It's tough turnarounds, dude. Yeah, I mean, you're you're going to be you're on four or five days rest. You're going to be hyped up for the Western Conference Finals, baby. Mm-hmm. It's, oh yeah, AD is going to come out firing. Steal the first one. Rest the second one. Win three and four, lose five, game six, black, Lakers, Clinch that boy at home. And I'm not going to give it an alternate scenario, which is not at this point. I'm not going to share it. Mm. Right, let's just get it in six, baby. That's, get in that's, six that's and let's get Boston in the finals. And Ooh, let's have ourselves. Let's have ourselves a final. <laughs> let's have, okay, let's get to the Western Conference first. Let's have ourselves a finals. All right. Well, that's all the topics we have here, but we got a couple of our segments here. We're going to start off with a little betting segment, buddy. Why don't you bring us into the club or the PGA Tour Championship? Yeah, we got a big one coming up this weekend. And quite frankly, I'm actually surprised. We were just talking about this a little bit ago. We got to get a little bit more coverage. You got to get a little bit more commercials. I know, like, maybe I'm just not on the right channels or whatever, but I feel like the Masters is tenfold to what everything else gets. If you're, I'm not talking if it's like, you know, the AT&T Byron Melson, you know, like, okay, that's, you know, whatever, not, whatever. it's okay. I'm talking open major champions, like championships. We, let's get some more coverage out there. Let's get some more publicity. Let's hype this thing up a little bit more. Right. Like I like do you even like playoff do you, basketball? I didn't see a commercial once on ESPN. Right. Like you got you gotta start I just started seeing commercials tonight and this week for it. Um Do you do you know where the Oak Hill Okay, yeah. I was gonna say Oak Hill Oak 
I don't know. It was, I think I was Oak Hill. Oak Creek, but I think it's Oak Hill. I think it's Oak Hill. I don't know much about the course. I, I'll do, you know, some extensive research. I think I actually just saw a Friday video on Oak Hill. So that's always um, really entertaining to um, watch. Go uh, check out some of these Golf Digest or Friday podcasts before a major and check out the course. And you start to realize how crazy some of these courses are, the distances they're Oh, playing. yeah. Oh, yeah. We That's, love those, actually. We go on, like, Golf Digest or whatever, like, the YouTube channel mm-hmm. is, and you can do, like, course flyovers. And, boy, do they get you hyped up because they get, like, a full narration going on, give you a full history lesson on the course. Right. You know, where the trouble is, mm-hmm. you know. And they'll give you, like, detailed stats as well, like, you know, the number number four uh, the the long par three was the third toughest hole on like you know on the weekend last right. year when this tournament was being held. So fun little like little tidbits of information, kind of gets you a little bit more up to speed. Um, anyways, we got a little sidetracked here, but just really looking forward to the major championship golf. Um, little bu- little bum, the big cat's not going to be playing in it because of that surgery, cleaning up a little scar tissue. Um, always look forward to seeing him yes. play. Grew popping out of his yeah bone. yeah and like um, yeah that and scar tissue and, he and fused his ankle yeah I know it's just a real bummer because he's now going to miss all of the major tournaments this year it's just at this point buddy I, I know I think it's I think it's time for the big cat to hang it up yeah well I, if he wants or, to, if he wants to come and play let, let him play let him play dude let, let him play, play. I um, agree um, nothing but I want the big cat out there but I just for his own health I'm like dude you know. He can only gimp it so many times out there. I love it. I love the heart. It's so great to watch, but I would love him to take a cart or it's just hard to watch, you know, you're a, a, like a person you like to watch play golf, like one of your favorites of all time, like be hurt like that. Same thing with Kobe Bryant when he like tore his Achilles. You're like, dude, just it's all good. Yeah. Anyways, um, but go the on to this. game. That's the, that's the only bummer part. Still, everyone says when he's on the range, he hits it better than anybody else. He hits it super far. There's moments of flashes of it. You're like, oh, there's Tiger. And then, you know, if the weather's not gray or there's, you know, yeah, he's not God playing it's too hot. You know, it's 67 degrees outside. You know, his back's going to be super tight. Whatever. Hills, walk, right. you walk, whatever. Okay. But anyways, um, dialing it right back here, back to the Zurich, because that was the last uh, little betting thing that we did were the pickums. Um, I took the cake on that one. Um not by not, not by much, but I believe I'm up at like six overall now. So it's yeah. still a very very tight race going into this uh, tournament here. Could be all the difference right here. Could be all the difference. I feel like I drafted a little bit on the shaky side, but not shaky as in like you know, just not as many big names as I wanted to go to. But you know, that's that's just kind of the You're fun for some big big uh, games from some people who haven't played. I'm too hoping great. I just I just look really smart after this yeah. weekend. Like yeah. I really know what's going You're on. Really <laughs> dialed in. <laughs> Um, so, um, because I got the, uh, because I won last week for the Zurich, I ended up going first year. So, uh, that one through 15, 16 through 40, and then rest of the field. Um, and we kind of just go back and forth. So my number one pick here, um, I snagged a guy we haven't seen a lot of at all this year. Yeah. Um, and at times has actually been shown to be, just be not in form, I don't know for whatever reason the name was calling out for me, and uh, no pun intended, but I'm going for the Colin Morikawa. That a boy, Colin Morikawa. Go ahead and answer with your two and three pick as well. And then, uh, yeah, here's a guy that actually has been flying under the radar for a little bit. Was at one point, I think, ranked number one in the world. Surprisingly, he was playing some good golf, really good golf for a while, and has recently found his form again. Um, 
an absolute comedic scene out there oh, when, yeah. when he is when he's mic'd up. Um, I went with Terrell Hatton. Love it. Um, rounding this whole thing off. Um, a young guy that's got a really money swing. Reminds me a lot of Max Homa when he plays golf, like his Ooh. golf swing. Um, if you haven't checked him out, it's Davis Riley. Uh, was in the mix on like a couple of majors last year. Um, and I feel like it could be a little bit of a... Uh, a coming out party for this guy because you know he could grab a little top ten. Nice, that could be really nice. Very nice, buddy. So I had second pick. I went with a guy. Everyone knows his name. It's Scotty. Um, no, gone, no introduction needed. No, with that yeah, guy. I mean, why would I picking him? Well, duh. What I mean, it's Scotty. Could have <laughs> picked Rom, but you know, Rom. I love love Rom. He's awesome. But like, I you know, I feel like it's just too easy of a pick sometimes. What and Scotty isn't too easy I mean, of a pick. Scotty's at least a reach, I guess. <laughs> dude, and dude, then, it's a, dude's a robot. Yeah, that is true. Um, number two pick for me is a pick I hate to, but I hear he's been playing some unreal golf. Is uh, Gooch from Live Golf? Yep, he's been playing from apparently on the tour, been playing like some unholy amount. You've, of You've awesome always golf. you've always liked Taylor Gooch as well. You've always thought his game is Fire solid. Name. You were always. You were actually the one that was really bummed about him going to live golf because you're like, why would he do right. that? Why would he do that? He was he was going to be the night. I mean, because he was a young because he's a young star, good talent, 27 years old, whatever, how old he is, something yeah. like that. Missing him and um, Cam a lot um, for the PGA Tour. Um, my last pick here is a guy who has started to maybe find some stride again, some confidence. Um, has played well in the past couple of tournaments. He did well at a two-man event, did well at the Byron Nelson, um, Siwoo Kim. Um, not my favorite pick. I don't like to go with this guy a lot. He's just so shaky, and if he's not playing very well, I don't feel like he has, like, the mental game to, like, get himself out of it. Little, you're going for a little boomer bust here with I'm, that guy. Love, love that little pick for me. But, yeah, that's going to round it out for us um, on the betting. We'll keep you guys updated. Remember, fill in what you guys think I uh, – Andrew should do after he loses the picks. Um, you got no, you got a big hill to climb over here, buddy. Maybe uh, he's got to bring me to play golf or whatever. Caddy for me for a round might be funny. Um, wow, that would be hilarious. That'd be a good one. You have to come caddy for me. Yeah, you gotta carry be, my bag. That would be great. I wouldn't uh, mind doing that. That'd be that'd be funny. I would be all in. Catch me with like a full white outfit. Right. With the overalls. Right. I got like three towels with me, dude. Oh, yeah. You I got go. an umbrella for you. Wow. Yeah, I, I might. That's uh, that's Go the full nine yards. I know your boy gets a little hot and toasty. I'll let you walking. push the cart. Okay, I can do that. I'll let you push the cart. Okay. I'll and make it a little bit more fun for us. That's great. And then I can do a little beverage cart with it as well. Right. <laughs> and you can keep the beverage just <laughs> icy for us. Um, and then uh, we're going to do the three worst here. Rounding out this podcast. It's been awesome. Um, why don't you go ahead and go first on the three worst here, buddy? Well, three worst here. We three gotta, worst. We're going to go with, uh, road trip snacks. Yes. It's road trip snacks. Oh yeah. And I feel like a lot of this is really open to, mm, I don't like, we're, yeah, we're not going for like full on meals, but like very practical like the snacks and everything. Right. right? And it's hard because all road trip snacks do hit on the road. Yeah, they really do. But right. I got I got a couple here that I feel like I'm I can really hang my hat on as like the ones I'm never really going to. Love it. Give me um, your uh... Yeah, number three for me, this is something that 
if I'm going to go in this direction as far as a snack, mm-hmm. I'm never going this direction. So it's just anything like like a chocolate bar is like number Got three. You. Like, like if I'm Reese's? like, I, yeah, I guess. I mean, like, a, don't get me too. wrong. Like Reese's, like pff, I can I can go for Reese's. Right, fucking right, right. eight a.m. You're talking like a Hershey's. I'm yeah. I'm talking more of like just like a Three Musketeer. Gotcha. You know, Snickers? just uh, yeah. I, I don't really need to go that route. I'm gotcha. always I'm gonna go candy and sour candy. Gotcha. I get something you. I can kind of just go for for a long time, right? Like yeah. go for like you know just over and over. Lots of like little small bites, sour skittles, boom, sours, mm-hmm. boom. Ooh, it's a yeah. bummer. It's a bummer that those got discontinued. But you, you know what? Mike and Ike's sours. Yeah, Mike. Holy and cow! Sours, those things awesome. deliver. Same thing as sours. Even they they slap. So if I'm going to go that sweet route, mm-hmm. I'm not going chocolate route. Gotcha. So any, and also sometimes as well, when like when you leave the car and you go like to the restroom, you go get gas and it's hot outside. Mm-hmm. That chocolate bar is not chocolate anymore. So it's again, it's, it's the livability or like it's the, you know, preservation actually of like the snack itself for me as well. Like chocolate doesn't hold very well. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So again, that's just not where I'm. I'm taking my uh, my taste buds to that tour. You know, totally. This one again for me. Now moving on to number two here. It, it's something that is sometimes like in the road. Like it sometimes like pops up in the rotation, but I never want to go to it, um, especially on long road trips. And long road trips, like I'm going up like camping or something like that. And you're like going for like seven, eight hours going to the mountains. Like it's a long trip. Um, but it's just like, it's like half ass sandwiches for me. Got That's you. number two for like me. Gas station sandwiches. That and like, you know, you get like a pack of turkey and then like cheese and you got like white bread in the car, like yeah. just in the car and like mustard mayo. Like at that to me, like let's, just, do it. let's stop. If yeah. we're going to go make a sandwich in the car, let's just stop. Yeah, I got you. I got you. <laughs> That's my number two. Right, you just want you want a decent sandwich. I understand. Exactly. If we're going to go more entree based, let, we're, we're stopping. I can't do like the little on, on the road, on the go sandwiches like that. It gets soggy, mushy. The bread right. never holds up. It's just not, it's never, it's never something you want to go to. And number one for me, um, uh, I got cheese on here is my number one. <laughs> well, you can't even do cheese. But it's, it's, I can't do it. I love cheese, but it's not, again, it's how well the snack preserves. Okay. That for me, when you're on a road trip and you got like a Lunchable and you're on like hour four, you know, like now being in the fridge. Right. Is that really what you want to be going to? No, I get like, what you're saying. Okay. Cheese and crackers like, and like or like mozzarella, or like, a, you know, like string cheese. Oh, I love like, like but warm string cheese no, though. No, no, warm string cheese. See, there that's where I'm going right. with that. So like that for me. Got you. That's the no-go zone right there. It's just cheese in general. It's got to be like eaten right there at the beginning, but when I'm thinking road trip snacks, yeah. I'm thinking halfway through hour 3, 4, 5, you know. Gotcha. That's where my head's at. Okay, I get what you're saying. That's a good so, that's a good list. That's my list right there. Wow, I, you know, I didn't really hear a big peep out of you. No, you're that was a good list. I can I I, I think you have to be so nitpicky with this, so it's getting hard. If you're like, "Yeah, I hate a gate, like an ice cold Gatorade," like then I'd be like, "Okay, well we have issues." <laughs> but I mean, yeah. I I don't like yeah. cheese. How am I supposed to argue that? Mine's gonna piss some people off. Oh boy, I like nothing but sh- like absolute junk on a road trip. I don't like. Yeah, I knew you're going this. Anything route. healthy whatsoever. So number three for me is water. 
Okay. Uh, have to drink it, but I don't love water on a road trip. Can I, I want coffee. Can I get another honorable mention though? Because I'm going to throw a flag. Uh-huh. That's not really a snack. Okay. <laughs> it's not really a snack. I get That's it. It's a beverage. It's a beverage. And it's water. I get it. It's like barely a bit. Be- like you, you can't really call water a beverage. Okay. Well, that's fine. It's a hydrating fluid. You know fluid. what? Let me, let me come back to that thing because I'll think about it. Okay. Number I don't two. Mean to th- I don't mean to throw like a massive no, no. curveball at you here. No massive curveball. I understand what you're saying. It's it's understandable. So then mine go, go, would be. Finish your, finish your thought though because I feel like this does have some magnitude here. Right. I'd just rather have coffee or energy drink. Energy a, an drink. Arizona. Right. Something that's sugary that I don't. With a little bit of caffeine. Right. Keep me buzzing. Right. Yeah, I'm keep, right there with you. Okay. But, but um, water, I'll do. Obviously, you have to. Uh, number two for me um, is a healthy trail mix. Yep. Like so, something like out of the Trader Joe's column where yeah. it's like not even roasted, not or salted. salted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I need I need dry fruits fine. Dried cranberries. It's got to have like M&Ms in it. It's got to be peanuts and cashews. It's got to yeah. be really give unhealthy. Me, give me this 10-pound bag from Costco trail mix. Right. Put me in don't give front me, seat with that Don't thing. give me like dried berries and peanut seeds. Walnuts and, and no, 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 no. Thank you. No. no, thank you. Number one, <laughs> which I don't eat anyways, <laughs> and let alone on a road trip, is yeah. dried fruit. Y- yeah. So like dried strawberries, dried bananas, people bring on road trips, and I'm I, I'm right there with you. Out of it. I'm right. For you, that makes total sense. I think you're absolutely wrong because right. it absolutely has its place. Dried mangoes. Ooh. Yeah, those like slimy slug things. You, you get the ones that are on. also like sugar crusted and like dried mangoes. You're like, okay, these are hitting banana chips. Those yeah. things are fire. Like, that's never what I'm reaching for. On yeah. A road trip. No, I'm with you. Um, number three for me is going to be something a little out of left field. It's going to be an orange. <laughs> like a tangerine, yeah. Because my fingers get all sticky. Yeah, and I'm sticky in general. Even though that's they do, a great pick. You know they do hit. Your parents always have tangerines in the car. And you're like, well, I, I'm gonna eat it, but like my fingers are gonna be sticky. It might suck. And you got nowhere to get rid of it, and then it just sits in your cup holder, staring at you. Or you, you eat it eat out that the, thing out the window. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> but yeah, it's biodegradable. So that's the top three. I like that. Three. I almost put in, um, like, I thought you were just going to go just fruit, just in general. In general, I went dried fruit because, like, yeah. if I have an apple, like, apple slices are in there pretty good. Yeah. Depending. Um, an grapes, apple, an apple holds up. On a road trip. Yep. That was a pretty fire. Um, it's also nice when you're going fruit and chips or something like that. Right. That, that's a good combo. Like, I'm sure your mom has some fire fruit in the bag. Um, oh, yeah. My mom today told me one of her favorite snacks is canned green beans. And canned garbanzo beans out of the jar. Yeah, out of the jar. Uh, she'd like she not just, out of the can. Out of the can. She like picks it out of the can with like a fork and just puts it into her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Did you blow your top? Did I, you lose it? I, I, I always, I've always <laughs> laughed that my mom could get dropped off in the middle of like the apocalypse and Dude. just live off of canned food happily. What? Yeah, I just don't. I don't get it. I love her. I told her I was going to talk about it on the podcast tonight, and she's like, "Oh, I'm just giving you material." I'm you like, really are, I'm Vicky. Like, that is that's pure gold. Un unfathomable how a person can do that. You know what that reminds me of? You should show her the clip. I'm I'm digging real deep here. Uh-huh. But have you seen The Office? 
Have you seen like the clip where Dwight is eating all of his like canned goods? Right. Because he's like preparing for like some sort of zombie apocalypse. Where the food was going to go bad. Exactly. And he's just like eating like, you know, two year old tomatoes and like green beans and corn. And like, you're just like, oh my God, just straight out of the can like an animal. Right, and you're just show like, that clip to your mom, and she'll laugh, and she'll be fine. She, I'm like, do you strain it? Like, do you strain and wash it? Because like, if I had to use it, I'm straining it, I'm washing it. Jarred corn is like the only one that somewhat people things I've seen people use, but that's about it. It's just so, and she does like a little bit of salt, a little bit of pepper, and she loves it. Oh gosh, Vicky, Vicky, Vicky. See, I'm gonna go frozen all day. Frozen Not- all day. Not can. No, frozen all day. Frozen makes sense. Fla- like freeze that thing and it's and it's in its state. Like I still don't right want it. There. No, but it's like some actually say like it's like more nutritional peas. value. Peas and corn. Yeah, I'm right there. I could I do peas and corn in the freezer. Peas and corn in the those freezer. Are, those are those are two staples. Two real acceptable ones. I'll go broccoli is like an emergency one. Yeah, but I mean, how do you even reheat it? Microwave. No, I'm just pan fry it. Okay. Broccoli's fine too, I guess. It just gets too soggy. It kind of does, but it, you know, if you like bring it out and you like thaw it out real quick and you kind of just leave it out for a little while, then throw it in. Mm. It kind of work, <laughs> works a little bit. Mm. It's just, it's more so in a bind. I'm Got going, you. I'm going frozen over jarred all day 100%. long. Jarred, all is, jarred is like, if I'm in the, the apocalypse and all I can eat is like jarred green beans. Like at that point, just end it. <laughs> just end it for you. <laughs> just let me go. Let me slip away. Cause I'm not surviving anyways. I'm yakking. I'm with my, my mom over there. Just like eating it with her fingers. and like, like just vibing. Um, anyways, I'm not that person. It's just so funny. Um, anyways, you got anything for the people here, buddy? Oh, man. Another one for the books, my friends. Uh, what a great time it is. It always is. Um, you know, I hear, I'm here rambling on, but I do not have anything. I just, you know, wanted to reflect really quickly. Um, I just can't wait for the three weeks to come so I can just have, so hold that sexy boy in my hand, that Betnardi. Oh, yeah. Gotta get that putter going. Yeah. Um, really looking forward to golf that. Golf this weekend, which we'll keep people updated on. Um, shout out to Jake Madison and our editor, Devin. Um, shout outs will be in the description of these videos. Um, we don't plan on going anywhere anytime soon. We're in the cabbage. Just a reminder, keep swinging. <laughs>